Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Magic the Final Frontier. This is Kevin Finkel here, and we are on episode number 36. On this podcast, we talk about Frontier format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, powerful, and interesting in the world of Frontier. And I'm Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist, playing Frontier out of Tokyo, Japan. All right, Ryan. So what we are going to talk about tonight as our main topic, I, it's something we've actually talked about before on the show, but I think it's a fun topic, and I think that it's a competitive topic, which are the two things we care about most is, you know, fun mm-hmm. and competitive. So I want to talk about tribal strategies, since I think mm. that there are a lot. I think some tribal strategies have gotten a lot of new toys since the last time we talked about them, which was just after Ixalan spoilers were coming out. Mm-hmm. So, so we missed we missed rivals we mm-hmm. missed uh, M19 and, and Dominaria. So yeah, there's been a lot of development since then. Yeah, quite a bit I think. So a few things have changed, and I think we've gotten a more chance to test the things that did come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, for the most part, you know, last I think last time you guys kind of talked about what possible tribal strategies there are, but I think today uh, it's better just to kind of focus on what's actually good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even then, we we did get into some fun things, but you know, it, it's it was dragging nails to get those guys to talk about uh, fun topics sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas uh, I'm sure we'll get an earful later for talking about something that's not 100% competitive with some of these lists. And tribes, tribes have a lot of potential. Um, we're we're just always waiting for the next, you know, how do I say? It? Just like one card, one or two cards is like all these strategies need to actually just like go off and i think Mm -hmm. today we'll definitely talk about that yeah and i think i've said this before on the show but one thing i love about frontier is that wizards really tries not to make tribal strategies too powerful most of the time Mm -hmm. so what maro has said about this mark rosewater is he said that if you make a tribal deck it's either the most obvious deck tier one deck in the format or it's not good so if you make that tribal can be tier one it's so easy to figure out you just take okay these are all of the good let's say riggers and you put them into one deck Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so generally they'll make it so you can do a viable tier three strategy you know something kitchen table fun but Mm -hmm. they tend to try and balance it so that you don't really have that tier one deck and tribal strategies are fun so it's nice to be able to play them in a competitive format and when you have frontier the standard blocks over time you get to put together mm-hmm. the zombies from this deck with the zombies from that block and the zombies from yeah, this block and it, it ends up much like, more powerful yeah it's like standard has given us a taste of mm-hmm. what's possible and then the farther we look back the better it becomes i mean just look at modern look, look at how humans has developed into like a tier one strategy the spirits as well i think in modern yeah yeah so i, I think the same is true of, of frontier um we're getting all these cards you know, printed in these recent decks, or sorry, these recent sets, and mm-hmm. all these old strategies are suddenly viable again. So, should we going to start off with a, a top 10? Yeah, so I love top 10s, so I think what we're going to talk about first is let's go top 10 what we think the best tribes in Frontier are right now. So these are okay. strictly for competitive, not just for fun factor or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think all last right, so... time we had this discussion, I brought up, it seemed at the time obvious that the two best at the time, were elves and humans, and I said, hey guys, which one's better? They were strongly on humans. They said 100% humans. Is humans number one on your list? No. I what... do not think humans is, is as strong as it has been in the past. Okay, it's not number one on my list either. What I have at number one is elves. Yes. Elves got huge jump starts, or maybe a, a huge jump from uh, Dominaria 
yeah, so the big one is that Elvish clan caller, the, uh, or no, that was uh, M19, wasn't it? Clan caller was M19. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really uh, gave it boost. But I would also say that cards like uh, Steel Leaf Champion yeah, gave Steel Leaf it... Champion, as well as Land War Elves being reprinted. Yeah, yeah, so you went from like four mana dorks to a total of eight mana dorks. Or 12 if you're running the uh, the black one. Yeah, and also there was the, uh, I forgot her name, Marwin, the Nurturer, I think, gets a uh, plus one, plus one counter whenever an elf comes into play. Yeah, that card hasn't, it, it's done better than I thought it would. I still don't it's a, love it, it's but a I one think or it's two, okay. It's a one or two of. But it, it's given you a couple more beaters. I think that's what it was missing mm-hmm. before. Before it was focused you know, just on the combo with Shaman of the Pack, which is you know a great you know strategy. But now you can kind of go more for the beats. Because you have yeah, so you've Dwin, got some big win in. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna say you got doing it. Plus you got clan caller. Yeah, clan caller is a huge help. You really needed another two drop in the deck. I never loved elvish visionary, although I think some decks want it. Mm-hmm. So I get with elves. My always my discussion is always, I, I guess color comes into a little bit of a question, but mostly what is the additional strategy you're doing? So generally, you kind of pick one to two of collected company or Panharmonicon, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Driven to Despair, or Court of Calling, yes. Yes. Driven or maybe Westvale Abbey. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think you... You obviously don't run all of those in the same deck. Mm-hmm. That, that'll that just be chaotic, and they but, don't work But it gives you so much more versatility now. I think everyone was on that Panharmonicon combo before. Yeah, maybe not everyone, but I, I certainly liked that deck. I thought it was a very cool deck, and a very deck a deck that was very unique to Frontier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It still is unique. You know, <laughs> yeah. a lot, of course. But now, now it's just it's a better, unique deck. I, I definitely think it should be number one. So, are you on Coco plus Driven to Despair or Coco plus Cord? Yeah. See, again, I think it depends on what your strategy is going to be. What's your mm-hmm. end game? If you want to focus on the combo, I would go Cord. Um, with the new Clan Caller being able to search, you know, for another Clan Caller, I don't know if Cord is as necessary. As it has been in the past, and not a, not as a four of, but maybe more like a one or two of, to to look for that because you're getting so much you know card advantage from, like you said, driven to despair, and mm-hmm. you're getting it from elvish visionary and whatnot. So I don't think you need to get one card. You you need to just get more value. I would mm-hmm. say. Now, have you tried growing rights of Illumok since the deck has gotten clan caller? I've never tried it. I oh, think yeah. it, I, that card has a lot of potential. I, I think, mean, you need mana sinks. Yeah, that, that's what the deck didn't have before. Clan Caller gives it a mana sink that it didn't have mm-hmm. before, and that you can just dump the six and get another Lord, which is a really powerful effect. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, also at the same time, you're playing, what, eight to ten mana dorks? So do you really need that ability? Yeah, maybe not. All right, so what okay. is your number two? Is it still humans? Because I, I, for me, I have humans still at number two, and I thought it was pretty cleanly there. No, I actually have spirits. Hmm. Interesting. So I think spirits is, is uh, going to be a, a better deck than humans. So you've been talking about what it can do in Japan. I haven't seen the deck yet, so I had spirits on my list, but I had them at number four. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to say that uh, spirits made a top eight of uh, a recent event mm-hmm. in... in uh, Hallelujah. Uh, let me see if I can get the deck. I think they, they said it was a blue-white deck, but it was actually, I think, four colors. Let me find it. So were they using Collected Company? Uh, No. 
Okay. Uh, actually, this. Oh yeah, I guess this is a blue white. This hmm. is straight blue white uh, spirits deck. Uh, Rattle chains, mausoleum wanderer, uh, remorseful cleric is showing up in there. Uh, selfless spirit, siren storm tamer, spell queller, and of course supreme phantom. The new lord. Yeah, the one. Three. Yeah, the new lord. Hmm. And so, they they are also uh, playing favorable winds, so this is more instead of going for like the synergy of, you know the uh, what do you call, you know the spirits. I mean, of course the the synergy is there, but also the it, it'll just synergy. like yeah, the flying synergy is also important. I've never had as much luck with favorable winds, especially if you're not playing a very low to the ground deck. But I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what it can do. I, I think if you've got that kind of you you've got so many lords then. I just mm-hmm. worry about how it goes along. Like some decks just playing Liliana and Fatal Push, and mm-hmm. they're just gonna. It seems it bad. Looks like, <laughs> yeah, this deck's got a lot of two drops. Yeah. Um, twenty-four creatures, uh, smugglers, copters in there as well, mm-hmm. and also he's playing four Ojutai's Command. Oh wow, four Ojutai's Command. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's crazy. actually gonna get you back one of your creatures each time, and then you can counterspell or draw a card or gain four life. So that's not bad. I mean. He's got he's got a, a good idea. I don't know if it's gonna you know be great going forward, but I think it has a lot of potential. Flyers are so hard to deal with in the frontier format. Very much so. I, I agree with that. I do think that where I am, humans has proven itself as a tier one deck. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that spirits has done that for me, even if they're slipping right now a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's talk about humans real quick. So mm-hmm. why did why did you rate why did you continue to rank it uh, as your second most it's just popular. a very strong deck. It's still one of the best Coco decks, and I think Coco decks seem decent right now. Uh, you kind of want to be a little bit... You, you've got a lot of answers to the things like Anatarka Red. Mm-hmm. I always like to have that, and I think that they play against a lot of... Pretty much if you're not playing against Abzan, you've got a, a reasonable matchup at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as still being able to run some of the disruptive stuff that takes care of uh, the combo decks in the format. Disruptive stuff such as... Uh, Thalia for the human stack reflector mm-hmm. mage against some things um what do you think of, of bugler in in the new deck I, or in in in, in humans in i country? very much like militia bugler i don't think it fits in the human deck just because so many of the human deck cards are three or more power so you really want renegade rallier because it brings back thalia's mm-hmm. lieutenant i very much still like glory bound initiate as a life gain tool and just a way to win against aggro decks I want Thalia in my deck. I like Tireless Tracker in my deck. All of those are mm-hmm. misses for Bugler. So, so is it possible now that there are two tribal human decks? Is, I know I've seen Mono White, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like got Thraben Inspector and uh, Gossiper, whatever, Gossip Monger, whatever. And uh, I believe that deck is playing Bugler. Hmm, I could see that. And, may, um, that, and maybe that's Mimikin a little always slow. watching. You think so? Um, I could try it. I haven't tried it in that kind of deck yet, because when I, when I like the the mono white humans, I like like sixteen to twenty one drops kind of style, mm-hmm. like where you're really playing one drop, two one drops is your what you normally play. I mean, that's the reason why I didn't like the bat human list in, in top one or top two is because I think it's a little bit slower. It's powerful as heck. Once you get that cocoa out, or or you know you start you know playing all that value, getting stuff back with like. Uh, Renegade Rallyer, it's super powerful. Mm-hmm. But those first few turns when you're setting up, I think it has some some issues. So I, that's why I think that a deck like Spirits that's a little bit lower to the ground and has uh, some tempo cards to kind of disrupt your Coco 
And I think it's going to gain more value in the end than humans. Okay, I can see that. I do like being able to play Spell Queller right now. That card seems fairly well positioned. Mm-hmm. All right, do you want to move okay. on to your next uh, number? Number three, I think, I'm going to say zombies. Oh, so you, you, I mean, I look like you had I'm, said I'm, you had humans as three previously? Yeah, so I went uh, elves, spirits, and humans. So sorry, oh, okay. sorry, sorry. So yeah, number, my number three was, was humans, so. And your number four, I see, is zombies. I, I, had, zombies. I had zombies as number three. I haven't seen it proven yet, so this is definitely a speculative zombies, but mm-hmm. I want to think that it's good. I've seen people playing it at Hallelujah since M19 became legal. There's been a couple people. It's been picking up a, a lot of popular. Sorry, it's becoming more popular. I think my, so currently my trap is that there's so many trap cards with zombies because there's so many slow, grindy, good cards that are zombies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they fit into a tribal zombie deck just because the stuff that cares about tribal zombies, you kind of want to be really aggressive with. Mm-hmm. Um, so so personally, I, I think Death Baron has been a great boon for the deck. Yes, yeah, so mean... that's the biggest reason we're talking about it. Death Baron out of M19, 2-2, gives all of your zombies, other zombies and skeletons, plus one, yeah. plus one, and Death Touch. Yeah. Death so, Touch being huge when you have things like Menace, when you have... You know, yeah. When you're trying to be aggressive, this is exactly the type of lord you want. Mm-hmm. It turns your 2-2 Between... tokens into something that kills a Siege Rhino. Yeah. or And then you got Lord of the Curse as well, which gives everybody Menace. Yeah, that's a really good combination. So the Lords are great. I don't know if you need the 5-mana uh, enchantments anymore. Liliana's Mastery. Think? So I tried it. Currently, the, the version of Zombies that I've seen that's strongest that I've played is a very, very aggressive mono-black version. Mm-hmm. And I was trying Liliana's Mastery. I was trying both the Lords. I'm no longer playing... The four drop lord, mm-hmm. I think he was a little Would... bit weak. The one you can cast from the graveyard. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. My... But only if you have like no, um, no creatures or something in it, right? Yeah, he costs one more for every creature in your graveyard, which is kind of not a very good. Yeah, he's, uh, he's risen executioner kind of is that card. Yeah, uh, I have managed to cut metallic mimic, which I think is good. Is it not good in in zombies? I thought most zombie decks played it. <sighs> I don't know. You know what? Maybe I was playing Metallic Mimic still. I think that's maybe the one place I would play Metallic Mimic. It's not a great card. Mm. Everywhere I've tried it, which is a lot of places, it hasn't been a very good card. I think in this one, it might be. I mean, I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but I think Metallic Mimic wants to be in decks where you can make a lot of tokens that have that synergy. So So like Zombies has... Yeah, if you're playing the Mimic, you're 100% playing the Diagraph Colossus. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, Crypt Caller is really great in, in this strategy. Draws you tons of cards. Uh, Crypt Breaker? It, or sorry, Crypt Breaker, yeah. And then, um, you know, when you discard a card, you get a 2-2 token. So that's another I almost, you know, way to make tokens. I almost might be ready to cut Crypt Breaker. I, I think that if you really want an aggressive version of the deck, that Crypt Breaker just is too slow for the deck. Mm. If you're making a 1-1-1, one, one, and one, making a 2-2-on-2, two, two two, assuming it doesn't just get fatal pushed, that's still not a very aggressive curve. I'm, I feel like I'd rather play the Diagraph Ghoul, the 2-2 two, two for mm-hmm. 1, and just swing for 2 on turn but, 2. But isn't, isn't the card advantage really important for for zombies? It's not really card advantage. Well, okay, the, the, the tapping ability is card advantage, but that's tough if you're not getting to swing with those creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are playing that kind of deck, what I have seen that I like is the um, Radiant, what is it, Radiant Destiny? 
Oh, it's like a black-white zombies day. Yeah, black-white zombies. There's a couple of good mm-hmm. white zombies, and then you get to play Radiant Destiny, and you can swing with Vigilance, and then use the Crypt Breaker ability. That's a cool mm-hmm. combination. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was I going to say in zombies? Um, what was the XX spell? Oh, um, that... Dark Salvation. Yes. Another great uh, card that, you know, you really... I, mean, I would say it's a really good card in zombies. Yeah, I think uh, so. It's both removal and... You know, gets you creatures. Um, so that was your number three. That was my number four. Yeah, and then I um, had spirits at number, number four. Okay. Um, I, kind of I feel like it's, it's a little shakier from there for me. So I, I've got a yeah. few very speculative ones. Um, actually, if you're looking at my list, I think I'm going to switch my five and six already. Actually, I might even switch my seven and five. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Goblins as my next one. Goblins? Yeah, I think that it's not very proven. I don't think it's really a deck, but a linear red aggro deck is probably going to do better than some of the silly things I've got later on my list. It's basically a Tarka, and you can add in any other second color that you want. You can keep Hmm. it mono red if you want, or you can just make it an Atarka red deck with the backup of, of, uh, what do you call, Goblins. Yeah, you know, I keep trying to make uh, Rally work with Goblins, and I haven't gotten it to work. Yeah, I think Goblins kind of wants to play all those tokens and just use Bushwhacker. Reckless Bushwhacker, you know, the 2-1 Surge guy that gives everybody plus 1, plus 0 in haste. Yeah, I just really like the idea of use the guy, the Skirk Prospector, and sack all of your guys to make red mana, and then mm-hmm. bring them all back with Rally, and you get your Siege Gang Commander, who makes a ton of dudes. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. <laughs> It's it's a thing, but it doesn't really work. Yeah, it seems like it takes too much to set up. Probably. Um, is pile driver goblin pile driver is that any good? I think if you're playing a, a like true mono. goblins deck, then you probably mm-hmm. are playing it. I mean, what are we counting as goblins? If I'm running, you know, dragon fodder and bushwhacker and mm-hmm. maybe rebel master is going to be in there. Mm-hmm. If I'm just running those, does that count as a goblin deck or no? Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess I mean, something that's like 80% goblins or oh, 70% see, goblins. I was talking about just those cards. If and then I'm running, you know, oh. I, I'm running a Tarka Red, but I've got those three. Can I call it a Tarka Goblins? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I also like to call, I, I like to jokingly say that uh, when I'm playing a Tarka Red, I'm like, oh, I'm on Green Red Vehicles. Huh. <laughs> yeah, they've got Smuggler's Copter. It's Vehicles deck. Yeah, sometimes the, uh, how do I say, the... Um game stores like to uh post these crazy names like they call it vehicles but it has like one 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 like sky sovereign or something or like what that's not vehicles or like dragons because it has like one dragon in there i mean even for a while now the mardu vehicles decks in standard were they were for heart of kieran yeah and that's it so for smuggler's copter i'm playing green red vehicles it's it's not a tarka red that's it's green red vehicles but um but yeah so uh Goblins, pile driver, you definitely went in there. Bushwhacker, I think you went in there. What about the new trash master guy? There's really no lords. Yeah, I, I, just I don't love that. him. I like I like Rebel Master, I think, more than I like the Trash Master. Mm-hmm. But not Rebel Master, um Siege Gang Commander. Yeah, he's, he's what, five mana though? Yeah, he's five mana. Which means you kinda oh. need the the guy who reduces them, the three drop. So I don't know if there's actually I think Goblins is strong just because it's so fast and can hit wide and you know do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. But I think it has the least amount of synergy uh, out of Probably. any of the travel decks. 
I feel like if I'm going to play a deck that just Stone Cold loses to Kozilek's return, I'd rather be on Elves. Because mm-hmm. you can pump them up. Yeah. All right, what else okay. do you have on your list? What's your uh, number six? My number six, I believe I chose Wizards, which hmm. is kind of a newer so... deck. I've seen this at Hallelujah a couple times, and it's done all right. Okay. Kind of also fits in that, uh, you know, red linear aggressive strategy, I assume. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of it has uh, Pro S. Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, it's, you know, you're playing um, Adelies, I believe is the name. The Cinder, the Cinder Wind, yeah. Yeah, which gives all your um, wizards plus one, plus one whenever you cast a spell. It's like Pro S, double mm-hmm. Pro S, basically. It's only and... instant or sorcery, I believe, though. Yeah, yeah. I remember being disappointed because I'd love to play something like Fevered Visions or Flame of Keld, and those don't actually work with it. Yeah, so so yeah, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, but you have like the Storm Chaser Mage, which I believe is from uh, Oath of the Gatewatch, 1-3 Haste uh, yeah. with Pro S, and uh, I want to say you know it's got like the Soul Scar Mage as well. Mm-hmm, that's um, a wizard. It, I, I like the um the new 2-1 that deals 2 when it enters, the Vyashnu something. Yeah, that's another one that, that has just shown up. I think I saw that two weeks ago with the new M9, M19 cards. I think that deck made top, top date, hmm. I'm not sure. Interesting, but yeah, it, it has a lot of speed. It's got a lot of sudden burst of power, and I think the real payoff—the uh, the only real payoff—is you get to play Lightning Bolt in Wizards. Wizard, Wizards Lightning, yeah. That other decks don't yeah. get to play. So, and that, that's a very strong card. Yeah, so it's just like one of those decks. It's like, oh, you do twenty damage one turn, game over. Hmm, okay, I can see that. Um, I think I had as my number six Merfolk. Hmm. Uh, I I'm think not, that I don't like it that much. I I never really tested it honestly. I tested against it a fair bit, and I just mm-hmm. and then it never saw competitive play. And I was just like, "Where did it go, guys?" Everyone mm-hmm. was testing Merfolk. Everybody was playing these crazy one ones, and they were playing it with Coco, or they were playing with Hardened Scales. And then like, yeah. you know, people locked their decks for the season, and not a single person no, was on Merfolk. And it's like, yeah. oh, was it not good? What, what did I miss? It was looking pretty good for a while there. Yeah, I mean. Was it Mistwalker is the Lord? Yeah, um, something like that. The or blue, green, 2-2, two, two, gives them all plus one, plus one. Yeah. I mean, is it just lacking in power? I played against it a lot in Standard, you know, like during that last season. I mean, I think of, the big uh, problem, rivals. blue-green doesn't have any removal in it. That's definitely a problem. Mm-hmm. I'd seen them splashing for red, which gives you, you know, removal and Jorian, or white, which gives you, like, yeah, it doesn't really Jeroka's give you any good command. tempo cards either. Yeah, not really. If you're playing Bant, you end up wanting to play humans and spirits to play Reflective yeah. Age, and, and that doesn't really work with the deck. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just, like you said, the biggest reason why no one's playing it is because of the lack of removal. Yeah, I guess I could see that. It, it's not so. It's not bad as a... It has really good synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like a lot of the you know, cards like... Uh, what was it? The uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Sorry, I'm not looking at the list. Kumena but yeah, or okay, yeah. So you had that as number six. So what about your number seven? Uh, I'll say seven. No, seven. I think I would put dragons because I think that there's okay. still. I, I just love dragons. I, I don't know if they're there. I don't know if there's anything close. I'd like to try something with the new cards and haven't really gotten a chance to. I have dragons as my number eight. Oh, I think okay. it's really close. Um, really the Kobolas has helped out a lot. 
Hmm. You know, in like a Grixis Dragons deck, I think that's like maybe where the, the direction it wants to go. Yeah, that's probably a better four drop than anything we currently had with Thunderbreak probably being pretty close behind it. I think you probably want to play both of them though. Yeah, you if you're play playing Thunderbreak and, and Grixis, or, or if you want to play Grixis. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what other good cards. I guess Dr- Draconic Roar is. Yeah, Draconic Roar is still good. I'm not sure if the uh, the one that does four damage to a creature or player is any good, or is it just creature now? Which one is that? Um, it's like Spitfire. Or dragons? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a new one, right? From like yeah. nineteen. I mean, you get it back though, right? Yeah, you get it back if you pay one and play a dragon. So it's kind of punishing fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's not bad. Um, I think it's still possible to make an Esper dragons deck as well because if we have all of these elder dragons now, Chromium. Yeah, could Chromium really really help out uh, the Esper dragons deck. Just as another big finisher because right now all they had is like maybe they had ojitai and they had silumgar and then it was just basically a and maybe uh, yeah i mean i yeah. I, never, I I feel like ojitai and silumgar do a good job of finishers but i don't mm-hmm. think that finishers is really what control decks are lacking right now mm-hmm. i mean i'd be happy just playing gear hulk and scarab god and then you really don't have much room left for any kind of dragons yeah, I mean, you be, you basically got to go all in on dragons. The only the only time I've seen like a fun uh, dragons deck recently was in Dominaria, and someone was playing the uh, Raph Capuchin, hmm. the the ship's mage, and it was more like a historic deck, and they were flashing in Ojitai, they were flashing <laughs> in Silumgar, you know, uh, and that that was really cool. That's interesting. Okay. All right, so that was your number seven, right? And I said my number eight. I actually had Eldrazi as my number seven. Okay. I ended up um, leaving them off of my list. When we discussed, we did discuss Eldrazi in the last time we'd had a tribal episode. Um, the reason that I didn't include them this time is just that what we kind of said is that there are good Eldrazi cards, but I don't think there's any good tribal Eldrazi cards. There's nothing really that yeah. cares about other Eldrazi. Or... Yeah, it's it's not synergistic. The closest thing we have is Ghostfire Blade, which only cares about colorless creatures. Mm-hmm. But I guess as as far as a tribal strategy, most of these decks are just going to be playing Eldrazi. I've, I've, I'm talking about uh, Clayton's deck that you know we talked about before in the past. We had, when we had him on, um, it's just so strong. You can, I would say, Eldrazi is not so much a tribal strategy as it is a build around strategy. You can mm-hmm. build any color you want, and just have Eldrazi in there as like you know your. Your, your finishers, you know, your Thought Not Seers, Reality Smashers, you know, yeah. and whatnot. You know, I've been, I've been meaning to build maybe like a green-black Eldrazi and play mm-hmm. Goreclaw and then play my Eldrazi for like two and three mana. Mm-hmm. Play like a two-mana Thought Not Seer, like I'm playing uh, Eye of Ugin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you're supposed, this is where you're supposed to tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> See, I need Matt back on the show. <laughs> Someone to tell me that this is a bad idea. Well, I, 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 I never dismiss something until i see it just totally get destroyed in like testing yeah that's where i usually am too (laughs) yeah i know i've had i've had uh matt tell me countless times oh that's garbage that's garbage and then i'm like hey look it works (laughs) and he's like okay maybe i was wrong i don't know if he says that last part but um so i actually went with the (laughs) other side of the colorless debate and i went with constructs as a tribal Mm -hmm. deck i'm still trying to push robots as a thing it could totally be a thing 
So how does that work, constructs? So what you do is you play Eldrazi Mimic, name and construct. Or not Eldrazi mm-hmm. Mimic, um, Metallic Mimic. And so you this is run... actually a Metallic Mimic deck as well. Yes, this is a Metallic Mimic deck as well. You run Hangerback Walker is a construct. You run mm-hmm. Walking Ballista as a construct. And all of these get mm-hmm. the plus one, plus one counters from the Mimic. You run the the Lord, the 2-3 that gives all of your artifacts plus one, plus one. So that's mm-hmm. a second Lord for you. And you get to play Karn, and I think I've seen it playing Hardened Scales, because all these creatures are already giving them counters. Yeah, Karn is so good. Yeah, I mean, for Karn, when, when you're making Karn tokens that are like 9-9s, it's crazy good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, I can see how that works. I could chip a yeah, list. It's, I... it, it's kind of funky, but I, I, it's kind of fun. Something I, I like actually saw some people playing that. Um, I think maybe two months ago at Hallelujah, they had the uh, special Popper Frontier and Vintage team mm. team okay. thing, and I saw like two or three people on constructs. I beat it, you know, with my my tokens deck, but yeah, it was it was interesting. Okay. So that okay. was your number eight. Okay, come down to the last two. Uh, and I had Wizards as my ten, so that's already counted for. What have okay. you got? For my number nine, I have knights. I think knights has potential. Okay. Knights just got another lord um, in M19. They got the Valiant Knight, which gives all of your... It's a four mana. It gives all of your um, knights plus one, plus one. And I believe you can also pay five mana to give everybody plus one, plus one. I'm not totally sure on that second ability. Um, I thought it was you pay mana to give them all double strike. Let me see exactly what it is. Yes, yes, that sounds right. Double strike. Yeah, because it, it curves out really well with History of Benalia. Yes, again, History of Benalia, another great card printed in Dominaria that works great in knight strategies. Um, you know, before Frontier had the Knight of the White Orchid, so you know that's showing up in there. Uh, they got two really good other two drops. Um, we got the Knight of Grace and Knight of Malice. Yes, yes. So it's got some, it's got some powerful drops, two drops I think, uh, especially in a, a a set that has a lot of or not set a format that has like a lot of fatal push mm-hmm. and and whatnot. Um, I do there, wish I that it maybe had one more one drop. I think it's got the two one the selfless it, knight, but yeah, the dauntless Cathar or something. No, oh that might be right. Like yeah, I, I kind of wish it had maybe one more knight to be uh, mm-hmm. strong there, but I could see but trying. This that. is more of a mid range tribal strategy. Interesting. Okay. You know, this is more like, this is kind of like how I would see it with like humans, you know, like humans is more mid range. You're not really going to have a lot of one or two drops. So you definitely like the black in there for, um... yes. See, this basically makes it like a mid range kind of controlling deck. Okay. I've definitely tried strategies with, you know, for history of Benalia for Gideon ally of Zendikar and it's come up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I never saw mm-hmm. it as being something that powerful, but if there's something, maybe the new knight that pushes it over the edge, I'm interested to see what that can do. Yeah, I think there's enough payoffs now to play it, basically. And I think, yeah, I've always been happy with uh, just black-white in general in the format. I think black-white has some really good removal, um, you know, planeswalkers as well, and, you know, it's just missing, like, a good, I guess, skeleton you know, I guess, you know, a basic outline of a deck that you can, like, put in there. And I think Knights is one of the better ones. Okay. 
But you had another black-white one, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes, I did. I had vampires. Uh, I still haven't seen them get to be very powerful. I think that they're another one of these sort of linear strategies that is a little stronger than people give it credit for. I think kind of like zombies. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'd probably say that zombies is a little bit stronger and probably a little easier to run, especially if you're doing something like straight black. But mm-hmm. there are a lot like, of powerful why, why things. Why would you in... play vampires? I play vampires zombies. because it has good aggro matchups since there's so many life-linking vampires. Just, I mean, you're mm-hmm. playing four Gifted Aetherborn just to play Gifted Aetherborn. That feels mm-hmm. very good. And they get very, very big. So I think against other creature strategies, it's an extremely powerful aggro deck since it's so hard to go through the life-linking, death touch, other so things, like, vampires. Is this a deck that you'd be wanting to play Metallic Mimic in? Uh, I don't or... think so. I don't think you play Metallic Mimic in this. I do think that it's a deck where you play the um, Radiant, Radiant Destiny, Destiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that 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 really doesn't show up a lot, I think, in in Frontier at all. And all these we have all these tribal strategies now, but I haven't seen it show up at all. Yeah, it's tough. There aren't that many white tribal strategies, I think. And if you are playing mm-hmm. one, you might still be playing green and want cocoa, and then you don't want to have other non creatures in your deck. Mm-hmm. So that gets tough. Yeah, I've been playing vampires a lot in standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's really good. It's really weak though to uh, board wipes, especially stuff like. Maybe earlier on, if you have they have a Kozilex return or something like that, or a Sweltering Suns, if you don't have that, um, you know, Radiant Destiny out, yeah, I think or so. like your the Lieutenant, I believe the Legion's Lieutenant is the other Lord in that deck. Mm-hmm. I'm actually playing with Metallic Mimic just because it it gets around stuff like Goblin Chain Whirler and all those other like two there's damage also, to everybody. There's also Indulgent Aristocrat. I think that's a card that gets overlooked and is surprisingly powerful in the deck it's the mm-hmm. one one lifelink and you can pay to sacrifice any creature to give all of your vampires plus one plus one counter yes yes i haven't looked enough at at uh, i think maybe i did look at vampires at one time for frontier but i mm-hmm. i didn't do the right strategy i think i was going more mid-range but that that's a good idea actually. yeah it's really strong with the tokens from legions landing and with uh there's the one zombie or the one vampire that you can bring back from the graveyard if you gain life this turn Mm-hmm. And, I mean, before they had red, red, black vampires in standard, yes. I believe, during Shadows of Innistrad. So that was more of, like, the madness mm-hmm. type type thing. And uh, what was it? The, the one that flips and they sacrifice three creatures. Oh, um, oh, I mean, he was kind of more in the mid-range version of that type. Pariah? Yeah. Pariah, yeah. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so uh, my last one... Okay. That I posted, and I'm only saying this because I'm playing this in season six of of uh, the Untap Open League. Yeah, is I can't be Angels. too surprised. I I really like Angels. Uh, I think Angels is a great mid range strategy. I think it, you know, it has things that make other decks uh, good. Like it has flyers. It's got the removal. Um, it it plays. I would say it's not a hundred percent Angels because I'm playing like Colitus and stuff in there. Okay, but you got. Archangel of Tithes, not Thighs, like I said last time. <laughs> yes, um, Shalai, really maybe. good. Shalai is really good. Uh, Avison, Archangel Avison's in there. And, of course, Lyra. Lyra he kind of ties it all together. And the new M19 card, Resplendent. Yeah, I was about to uh, ask, Angel, are you playing that new three-drop? Seems like yeah, a very... Yeah, I, I think it's really good. Yeah, definitely that deck needed something lower on the curve because it's got so many four and five and six drops. Yeah. But you still get all your fatal pushes, and you know it's playing 
uh, Eileen in there as well, because, you know, you get all this life. You can sack stuff and exile stuff and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So I know we were going to kind of talk about what's important to each of these tribes. I think we've done a good job of that as we've gone through these. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what, did, you, did you have any other honorable mentions, like of any other decks that you think might be good in the future, like other tribal No, strategies? maybe dinosaurs. I'd love to see dinosaurs show up a little bit. I think there's some good ones, but Ramp mm-hmm. is just in a strange place. Um, maybe yeah. warriors? I don't know. No, I don't really have much. What about cats? I don't think Cats has any of the tools it needs yet. It, it would definitely want some lords at cheaper. It would want some good aggressive creatures. Uh, I'll talk like about you, Cats like when we saying, get... Uh, let's get Fleece Man Lion, then we'll talk Cats. Yeah. Because like you said, it, as you said, you kind of like vampires, but I kind of think that Cats is better than vampires because they have like Regal Caracal? Cur- cur- Crackle? I don't know how to say it. Caracal, yeah. And then, and then this would be another deck I think that would be really good with the Radiant Destiny. And maybe even Metallic Mimic. It's a 5-drop, though. I'm not going to play a 5-drop in an aggro strategy. Well, it's more of a mid-range strategy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, there's other good mid-range strategies. I want Rhino yeah. in my mid-range strategies. <laughs> probably not fast enough for Frontier. Yeah, probably not. Okay. I think that pretty much covers everything I wanted to talk about tribal-wise. Yeah. Why, why do you think more people aren't playing tribal decks? Well, I think they would if... We had a more week-to-week events. Hmm. I think when you only have like one event, like for for example, for Untap, you only have like one event every, you know, like two months, months or yeah. so. Um, people want to play the strongest strategy. That makes sense. Um, I think tribal is more of a casual. It's fun. It's definitely fun, but it's more of a casual uh, strategy. If you had like Friday Night Magic with Frontier, I would see a lot more people playing tribal strategies. I think. Okay. All right, so last thing for the show today. Last week, I, I kind of said, hey, can you brew me a deck with Omniscience in it? Did mm. you come up with something? Yeah. I, I feel kind of... How do I say? I feel kind of... Uh... Apprehensive? <laughs> yeah, apprehensive about sharing it. I wasn't sure how to use Omniscience. It's a strong card. Yeah, but uh, the only way I could see about playing it was playing it in kind of like a green blue, uh, I don't know, kind of like a tempo type deck. So here's my here's my idea. So basically, it plays uh, Baral, Chief of Compliance, Rashimi, hmm. uh, Eternity's Crafter. So Rashimi, uh, what she does is uh, the first spell of your turn, uh, it's Cascade, basically. Yeah, sort of. And then in. And you can play it like the next turn. So I have like her in there. I have uh, Elvis Mystics and uh, what was it? The uh, Nissa World Waker is a, a little bit of ramp. Hmm. Oh wow, three uh, Nissa ba- World Waker. I see Bounty the Luxa is a good ramp. Bounty card. the Luxa is more ramp and you know getting more more stuff. So I got that stuff. I got like sleep in there. I got Baral's expertise, so you can play like a a bounty or something else for free. You know, after bouncing stuff, so you're really counting. Spouts. Um, you're really counting on kind of bouncing all of their cards, keeping. Hopefully, <laughs> it's, I know it's probably not gonna work well at all. And then I had like a planar bridge, um, which is six mana uh, artifact that lets you pay eight mana and put any uh, permanent into play from your from your library. Oof. And so, like that would be another way to get omniscience. If I'm not ramping to it, I just put it into play. And once I put it into play, and then. I don't know what the payoff would be though. Like, like I have. <laughs> That's fair. I, yeah. 
I I have uh, like a storm tide Leviathan in there, hmm. which uh, is like an eight mana eight eight, and like it turns all lands into islands, and only creatures with flying or I think uh, island walk can attack. Yeah, it's kind of a funny card. Okay. Yeah. So you went pretty fair with it, I think, and then you're just kind of throwing it in there yeah. as a top end. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's garbage. It's my, garbage. <laughs> my deck's pretty bad too. I, I tried to make one too. It's also pretty garbage. What I went, I, I tried to cheat it in at the very least. Uh-huh. I'm running um, Narset Enlightened Master, which is a card. Oh. A card oh. I think that only like sees it. play in. <laughs> I think it only EDH? sees play in EDH. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm trying to able to hit an omniscience off of that, and then cast some like some really big planeswalkers. Um, I've got a couple of Karn's Temporal Sundering in here, mm-hmm. which is really funny with Narset. I, I considered doing like more of like those like take an extra turn type things, but because mm-hmm. that would be really funny if you have like take an extra turn, take an extra turn, take an extra turn. You do like five extra turns in one turn. Yeah, because you, you can do whatever you want with Omniscience. Yeah. So that's what I went for. Mm-hmm. I don't think mine's going to be any good either. <laughs> Maybe yeah, how are you going to win? How are you going to win? Well, I mean, big planeswalkers. You know, drop a free Ugin or a oh, Chandra. Yeah. Nahiri. True, You can't really excel your omniscience on accident or by accident with Ugin because it's like 10 mana. Yeah. <laughs> Even getting rid of Narset's not too likely. Okay. All right. Well, should I choose a, a card next time? Maybe. Maybe not. We'll take a. a do, you, break do you have this one for week, tonight? But... Uh, well, actually, I did have one that I was going to bring up for today. If yeah. you don't want to do it, that's fine. But it, what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I'll think of one for next time, but you can think of another one. We were on tribal decks. I want to see a deck with compelling deterrence. No idea what that is. <laughs> well, go, go ahead and Google it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I'll, I'll message you if you need to remember it later. Uh, but I think that's it for the show tonight. Uh, this is a really fun one. I'm looking forward to next time. There's been a couple of big tournaments there in Japan, as mm-hmm. well as some things here I know we want to talk about. So we want to make sure we cover those tournaments, keep everyone up to date with what's okay. new and powerful and interesting in the world of Frontier. So maybe also we'll talk about um, the Untap Open League a little bit next time as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but as always, contact us. Reach out to us at Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter, we're at MTG Frontier. You can also find our Discord. We've got Twitch and YouTube streaming. Twitch.tv slash MTG underscore final underscore frontier. Yep, and I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Yoshwanky. And I'm also on my, my website, which is www.thejapanhobbyist.com. So if you want to talk Frontier, come find me. Also, mtgfrontier.net is our website. Let's not forget yes. that. But as always, for everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for frontier information online. Your final frontier, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>